This is Pursuing Wholeness. Pursuing Wholeness Podcast. I put, I said plural, or I almost did, podcast. Hey, maybe it's like kind of prophetic. Maybe so, even though <laughs> having multiple Pursuing Wholeness Podcasts is kind of interesting. Um, but anyhow, I am one of your co-hosts, Sean McClendon. And I am your other co-host, Veronica McClendon. And we thank you for joining us. Um, whenever you are joining us, we're recording this on a Saturday and we release these on Tuesday. Um, anyhow, um, thank you for those of you who are consistent, dedicated listeners. We really appreciate you. We do ask that you, that if you are a listener that has not yet subscribed, that you would go to Apple podcasts and, um, and subscribe, consider subscribing. And also if you've been with us for a while and you like what you hear, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts, as well as sharing with a friend. Please don't hold it all to yourself. Please, you know, spread spread the uh, spread the podcast love around. Um, if you would be ever so kind, um, we really appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so anyway, um. I was about to be silly and say, so how about them Braves, you know, but, but, but actually I don't know if you've heard, but they are in the world series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've so. heard, I I have, I mean, that's pretty much it. I've heard. Right. Same here. I don't follow baseball by any means or whatever, but I do think it's cool. Cause I still remember being kids whenever the Braves went to the world series, you know, um, Smoltz and Glavin and David justice and, all those guys who were on the—I don't know if you remember any of those names. I um, mean, yeah, I remember those names. I'm from Atlanta. Remember? Well, yeah, you know, you know. Hold so, on. I do remember those names. I don't know anybody's names now. You, I wouldn't, you know, our neighbor could be <laughs> on the Braves team, and <laughs> I wouldn't know right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I am a little out of the loop. But I did hear at first. I didn't know what people were talking about. I was like, "What's the big deal, Braves?" Like, but yeah, pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it Pretty is. Cool. And then the funny thing is, they're going against the Houston Astros, right? Oh, I, I don't, I don't recall. I but yeah, that's where some of your family's from. Really, yeah, it's Houston. I don't know. I might be sounding ignorant, <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, Houston. Um, but yeah, my sister, and my nephew live in Houston. So um, and shout out to um one of our listeners, Jessica, who oh yeah is in houston mm-hmm. or or is often in houston kind of lives there whatever yes i guess she has like a dual mm-hmm. residency. <laughs> dual residency now in mm-hmm. houston and georgia mm-hmm. but yeah so it's pretty cool pretty mm-hmm. cool I, I hope we we beat the the houston folk mm-hmm. maybe the astros i don't know mm-hmm. but um so we can have a little bragging rights between me and my georgia family versus my texas family Yeah, um, but yeah, so cool. Do other people say how about those Braves? I mean, I don't know, but I know a lot of times whenever we're just kind of like trying to joke about, you know, trying to find a 
a conversation starter. We do that. Yeah, here in Georgia. So, I mean, like, you have those little sayings, but you don't usually hear about a state-specific saying. Oh. But maybe they do exist. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. If so, I guess it's not something I'm very knowledgeable of, but, I mean, it could be. Folks in California, how about those Braves? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I just had that thought after you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I did start this podcast off, but really my wife is about to, uh, I'm about to pass it to her. You know, because you're the one who actually had the topic. I, I You know, it's like I kind of remember what you said, but it came from your reading or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from your reading of the book, y'all, Veronica, me and her were having a conversation, I think it was yesterday, the day before that. And, um, and uh, we're—I was telling her how she's gotten a lot of books. Like here, within the past two, three, four months, she's gotten a ton of books to read. We we read a lot here. We do. Um, but my wife, I promise you, she probably got easily like five or six brand new books here within the past maybe two, three, or four months. And I don't I'm know like, why that doesn't sound like a lot to me. And I, I don't know why it doesn't sound like a lot either. You know, it's <laughs> like Shine. I didn't really get that many books. It's like so and so, so and so, so and so. Oh yeah, and then so and so, and then that too. You know, one of them was given to me, so I can't really count that as me like getting the books. I received it, but I mean, I do like to read, and I guess I'm in a season now where I want to just get. I guess the reading is kind of building my vision and helping me to think about things a certain way, um, perhaps in a way that I hadn't thought, and then also. People been recommending books, and I'm just like, well, why not? I'm just gonna get it. So like, I know my friend Christelle, she recommended Think Like a Monk, and um, I've started reading that a little bit. I'll probably get back to it at some point. Um, it's been good just in terms of um, mindset and helping you to think about how we typically think about things. And um, the book that I was gonna reference in the context of this podcast episode is um, the four agreements, which a lot of people talk about a lot. Like it's, it's something that comes up a lot, especially if you're in like the entrepreneurial space or um, wealth consciousness or whatnot. A lot of people reference that book, even though it doesn't have anything to do specifically with wealth or business, but I guess it's a mindset of, um, a way of living that a lot of people reference it. Um, mm. Again, it's, it's not Christian literature and, um, and it's, 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 uh, I don't know how you would phrase it, but like, mm. he talks about God, but he's kind of neutral on certain things. But mm. I guess, you know, and I read these things and I, I I'm prayerful as I read, I try not to like just be like, oh, it's not written by a Christian or it's not a Christian book, so I'm not going to read it because I feel like sometimes as Christians we pin we pigeonhole ourselves into a certain way of thinking about our faith and then it, it ends up restricting us. Hmm. But then something about reading things from someone from a different perspective kind of helps you to understand your own belief system even better i guess because it helps you to see beyond like christian or not christian Mm -hmm. you just kind of see like life principles that 
are just in the world. And then it helps you to understand better why certain things are encouraged in your own faith because you see it from this more broader context. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess thinking about four agreements. So the, the thing that really stuck with me, so he talks about how it's a very small, short book, but he talks about how we're all living a dream. Life is really about a dream. And you have the dreams of the world and you have your own dream. And most of us are living the dream of the world. It's the dream that is like perpetuated throughout society. This is um, like the cultural norms and the belief systems and the way that we dictate how we live our lives, the rules that we follow. Those things are like the manifestations of the dreams of the world. And um, he talks about how this dream is really a nightmare because it's a dream that's based on fear. It's like based on fear and coercion and like trying to force you to live a certain way or trying to force you to believe a certain way. Or, and then if you don't, then it's like threats and, um, and then even like the whole, um, and I hope somebody is not listening. Like she is totally just (laughs) not understanding that book. But, um, but yeah, it's like a lot of us are living this life that's based on like, uh, and I'm adding some stuff here, but like competition and fighting. Like if I have it, you can't have it. And if you have it, I want it. Um, but there's on the inside of us, most of us don't desire that. We have something else that we dream about. Mm-hmm. But we tend to suppress that dream because we feel like we, we're we kind of taught, like this is how you do this is how you act. This is how you think. And so we end up um, squashing our own visions and dreams and, and the things in us that we desire to do. We think that what we want to do is, is something that we shouldn't pursue because we're supposed to pursue things according to what this world dream is. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I guess it's in the reason why it was interesting to me. It's just because I feel, I do feel like this inner conflict many times where a lot of times the things that I'm doing is not really what I desire to do, but I'm doing it because it's what you feel like you're supposed to do. And that's, um, you know, you, you don't really, like you're 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 trying to like live out this way that you feel like you're supposed to live out. You're supposed to live your life on these terms, and then even if it's different from what you feel. And so, I think that I've been kind of wrestling recently. I mean, recently in the sense it could have been even several months or years, even hmm. internally, where I feel there's something else that I want to pursue or a desire, but it's like either, you know, I can't do that because of various reasons. And like um, the author of the book, he talks about how we, we try to blame our inability to do things on other people. Like, well, I can't do that because of my spouse. I can't do that because of my parents. I can't do that because of my faith. I can't do that because of whatever, whatever. And really, it's not those things that's stopping us. It's, it's our own selves 
not allowing ourselves to operate mm. in the way that we desire. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like I had something else that was specifically <laughs> related to what we were thinking about talking about. But Oh, well, you know, it's like um, I guess whenever I heard you saying what you were saying, it sounded like what I recall you saying before we um, started to record. Um, you kind of said a lot there. I guess I'm, I guess I have a few thoughts. I'm trying to condense them here. Um, I guess, I guess, um, I guess just to go off of what you were just saying a little bit about, you know, it ended up that we feel like we can't do this and do that in life because of this circumstance or that circumstance, this person, that person. But it ends up being us that holds us, holds our own. It ends up being we that hold our own selves back. Um, I don't know. You know, that's kind of like one of the things that you and I end up talking about in some way, shape, or form a lot in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, essentially, in our minds, we have we have all these thoughts um, that hold us back. They just hold us back. And you just kind of feel like you feel like a lot of the things that hold you back are just perfectly reasonable um, mm-hmm. um, things, I guess, for lack of better words, that keep us from doing whatever, you know, like, I mean, I even think, for example, like when I left my my job, which, you know, now has been um, almost three months ago mm-hmm. and um even now when I do that, I kind of feel that little feeling on the inside, like, Sean, you did what? <laughs> but, um, too late. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely too late now. But anyway, I just kind of think about all the things that helped me back. Then it's like, Sean, you have an engineering job. You got an engineering job. You got a wife and you have kids, plural kids, you know, um, how in the world are you going to create a business that's going to generate that much income for your family um, in that short of a period of time? You know, there's all these different kind of things and, you know, and even even feelings like, you know, of not leaving other people hanging and stuff like in my job, mm-hmm. you know, even though I know factually that the job will go on without me and the job is going on without me. You know, matter of fact, I think it was already other, other engineers that were um being hired, you know. So um <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is they were gonna be on the team when I was there, but now, you know, I'm sure somebody has my desk and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so so oh well. But um somebody named Sheen. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, um but yeah anyway, anyway, just kinda thinking about that, about how um we do think that we have all these things that are holding us back from living our lives, but really it's, it's like, no, you are, you are saying those things are holding you back. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're the one who actually is deciding that those things are holding you back. Yeah. You know, cause they can't force you. Right. In in all actuality, they, those things can't force you. You might have a sense of obligation. Right. Towards some of those things. Mm-hmm. But like the um in the, the author he was saying that people say, um I don't do this because of I my marriage is holding me back like I don't have as much freedom because of my marriage and he said people get divorced and they still don't do it oh, so yeah. it's like it's mm-hmm. not it's not the things that we say that they are 
it's just us. Mm-hmm. It's us. Mm-hmm. And um, and say so I know for me, I just have this. Just I'm just tired of feeling like I'm just living. I'm not living it all the way the way I want to live it. Mm-hmm. And even having a fear that I don't know where it comes from, but a fear that I'm going to make a bad decision or that, um, well, I can't do that. Kind of like what we're just saying. Like, I feel like I can't do that because, um, you know, I, I guess like I always feel like I have to have permission and I've been struggling a lot just to, just to give myself permission to do what I want to do. Cause I'm not gonna do anything crazy. I don't want to do anything crazy, but sometimes I I want to do something simple, and I'll just like think about it so much in my head, and it just doesn't get done. And um, mm-hmm. it's time to stop it because, like you, I don't know. And then we think we're doing other people a favor. Like, oh well. I'm I'm not going to do that. I don't want to inconvenience anybody or I don't want to offend anybody or this and that. And then we end up being miserable because mm-hmm. there's something inside of us that we won't allow to become a real thing. And so then we're miserable, but we think that we're like being noble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when you were saying that, um, you know, you were talking about that feeling um of like I think something along the lines of like that feeling that you're gonna mess up or whatever. Like I was kinda like, so what what really what is that? Like what is that thing? You know, um or not just the feeling that you'll mess up, but just like that whatever thing holding you back from even sometimes doing completing very simple um tasks or whatever. You know. So I was thinking about how, mm, so like even for example, this past Thursday. Now, of course, you guys, what Thursday I'm talking about? It doesn't just it, it doesn't really matter with you. But anyway, this past Thursday, I was um, I was working working on my one of my businesses, and like literally, I kept on, you know, it's like I felt I was like okay, you know. Um, the kids are, you know, with their grandparents. Um, and I just have, I have time, you know, I was ready to go. And so, you know, I kind of opened up my browser and then it's like, let me get a little bit of Facebook gratification, you know? So so I went on there just to kind of see, do I have any notifications, even though I, I I don't know, I hate, it's like, I don't want to do that. And so I did. And then I checked Instagram real quick. And I check my emails, you know, just make sure I had nothing popped in. Because you never know, somebody might have imp- emailed you some important stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah, real yeah. important stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, is there anything else I need to check? Like any sort of other, something where I could get a message from somebody? <laughs> you know, and I did that many times. And I was like, Sean, what in the world are you doing, man? It's like, why why can't you just sit and work? And sometimes I look at my, and I, I got a lot done. But I look at my to-do list and it's kind of like I kept on going through things, like looking through the list like, um, no, I won't do that right now. I won't do that right now. Maybe I'll do this, but I don't really feel like doing it. It's like, but does that matter? Like in this moment, what is that going to profit me at this moment? But 
it must have been important because if it wasn't, I wouldn't have put it on my list for the day. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I kind of get there, and I, it's just kind of like this hard to put my finger on it. Unease I feel, like, uh, and so I end up sabotaging myself, and I despise it. I mean, the social media stuff. I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I really, I would rather not even be on it. Cause I, I I feel like there is value to social media, but it's 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 small. <laughs> yeah, it's like the value is really outweighed mm-hmm. by the detriment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I really I really think it is. It's, it's too distracting. It's too distracting, and and um, I won't, but I won't go into all that. Maybe that'll be another podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, I'm sure we have. I'm sure it's a recurring theme. But in, anyway, aside from that, though. Just really kind of thinking about, you know, you say you want to live this meaningful life that you there are certain things that you believe that not only that you want to accomplish, but that you believe that um, your heavenly father has actually put in your heart to accomplish. And then you sit down, you've written down tasks and planned. In some cases, you've written down goals. You've planned out like sub goals to complete and all this kind of stuff. But then when you sit down, you're kind of like, I don't know. I don't, maybe I, maybe I just, let me just wait. Cause I don't, I don't know if I have everything it takes for that, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is, but it's like something that's in the inside. It just rises up every time. And you really have to like, you have to push really hard past that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you do it consistently, it gets easier. Right, right. And I think you have to, like, just determine that you're going to do that. It reminds me of um, something I saw or read where it was talking about um, respecting yourself, like honoring yourself. You you said that you mm-hmm. wanted to do mm-hmm. these things. You set these goals up. So, like, respect your desire to see those things accomplished. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll do it for other people. If they want us to do something, then we'll honor them and fulfill what we, what they want us to do. Mm-hmm. But we have to honor ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's um, really good. That's very mm-hmm. good. That's very good. We do. We do. You know, it reminds me of what my daughter and I have talked about a lot recently. Just like how your, you control your mind. You control your mind. It's like you, that's. For lack of better words, you you have like the the part of you that kind of runs kind of on its own that does things without you ever having to think about them a lot, like your subconscious mind, and then you have like that that part of you that actually can direct everything, mm-hmm. kind of take over and kind of intentionally do things. But a lot of times we're just simply not really used to. We just let ourselves run on autopilot autopilot so much. Um, that we don't really take authority or control over our own selves, you know, and, and we make excuses and, and, um, but like, I guess the thing is, it's like, it, that's what we have to understand. Like you said, with the respect in ourselves, we really have to understand that. Like, look, if you said that, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, you can do it. You have the power to actually do it. You have the power to do it. 
But like, even if you don't feel like doing it, you 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 have full power to do it. You do. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, it's not it's not like a, it's not like some sort of just trying to will yourself to do it. It's just pure fact. It's just that we're so, this flesh is something serious. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's like just the feeling, the feeling of not you know, feel, not wanting to do something at some certain moment or having something you'd rather do or I guess it makes you think about how it is sometimes like if you fast and all of a sudden like you want food like you never had before it feel like you're needing in days you know mm-hmm. or you even want particular foods that you very rarely have you know and they would like seem like the most tasty things <laughs> you know and your but your body will be convincing you that and then you catch yourself talking about food all the time and it's like your body's literally kind of like trying to convince you, like, come on, come back. You need to eat, 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 mm-hmm. eat, eat. But then, like, I guess it's why, maybe that's one of the reasons why fasting um, is um, powerful in particular. Because you become more, you know, you have to, like, engage your mind somewhat in that. You know what I mean? Like where instead of like kind of running on autopilot, like you just kind of eat, you just kind of eat and just do whatever you have to like, tell yourself like, no, I'm doing this for this season to Mm -hmm. set aside for prayer. And you know, I think it could be called mindfulness. Oh yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Mm. I guess so. But, um, but yeah, we, I guess it's the thing. It's like a lot of times we're just not mindful. We don't realize that we're not mindful. But then we end up saying, so we end up saying a lot of things that we just don't do. They're just good ideas. You know, they're just, you know, um, wishful thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's easy to get caught up. Like, um, in an article I saw earlier, you talking about, you know, social media. It was talking about people being addicted to social media and why. And it was also saying that, you know, I guess it basically was called, like, how to get off of social media. <laughs> Cause a lot of people say I want to get off social media, but they don't, and they're like, "Why?" And it's they were saying that um, when we go on social media, then it like sparks some dope. It gives like dopamine. It, it um causes our body to produce dopamine, which is like the happy drug that's in our body. And it's like it just kind of gives you a little shot of dopamine. Ooh, somebody liked my picture. Ooh, somebody commented on my post. Ooh, this group is like made just for me it's like black women named veronica who are lawyers and love to do natural hair you know what I'm saying? i found vegetables. this yeah grow vegetables and homeschool their kids it's like you can find folks who are just like you and it feels good when you find those things you can have conversations with people who agree with everything you say and it feels good and so we become addicted to that feeling that we don't get in the natural world. There's no way you're going to have all of that affirmation and joy in the natural world. And so it was talking about like the way to get out of it. They were suggesting doing like a month long fast and then creating rules um, for when you allow yourself to use social media and when you won't allow yourself to use it. Mm And they were saying, like, if you start to feel antsy, like, maybe I should get on social media. They were suggesting stuff like going outside and taking a walk or splashing cold water on your face, doing something that 
makes you feel your body, that connects your mind back to your body. And I thought that was really interesting. It's it's like that mindfulness thing again. It's like we're disconnected. It's like our brains are like disconnected or our minds are disconnected from the rest of us. It's just over there doing its own thing and we have this whole body over here that's supposed to be connected, but it's not. And so we're doing things without thinking really about what we're doing. And so those things like going outside and being in nature or splashing cold water on your face, those like bring that awareness back like, oh, here's my body. This is me. And it like makes you more present. It's just very interesting to think about how we do that. Like you, it putting cold water on your face brings you into the present. You, if you, if you're daydreaming about what you're gonna eat tomorrow or what somebody said to you last week, and somebody splashed a bucket of cold water on you, you're gonna be like, I'm right here and I'm cold and wet right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to think about how that is necessary because we really we move throughout the day and we just do things like I think about how we eat a lot of times we're eating mindlessly we're just eating 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 we're not really thinking how do I feel when I eat this and um you know how what what impacts is it having on my body am I feeling happier am I feeling sadder do I have aches and pains after eating this and do I feel tired when I eat this or do I feel energized we don't really think about it. We just shovel food into our mouths, especially because we're often watching TV or we're working while we're eating. Instead of like eating and seeing, hmm, I just ate a grape. It was cold and juicy and sweet. And oh, it just made me feel good. You know, like we don't think about that. We just throw food in our mouths. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just so many things that I think we. We just kind of get caught up in the the motions of it all. And so then that causes us to lose sight of like what's important. Mm -hmm. And we don't honor ourselves and say, Veronica really, really, really wants to get in shape. She really wants to get in shape. Mm -hmm. How can I honor that in her and do the things like eat healthy and exercise, get up and exercise whenever we decided we were going to exercise. Like, how can I do that to honor her vision for her life? Like, we got to do that for ourselves, but we often fail to do that. We we fail to say, this goal of getting this degree or this goal of getting my business to a certain level mm-hmm. is important to Veronica. Or this goal of having a certain kind of spiritual life is important to me. So I'm going to prioritize it because I want to honor that dream Mm -hmm. because we really do want these things. We do. You know, it'd be like five years from now, you're like, man, I really want to lose weight. But that other part of us is not respecting that desire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that other part of us is really seeking um, preservation. Self-preservation, convenience, comfort. You know, it doesn't want to, you know, because like I was talking about with you earlier um, today, you know, that whole thing where our bodies want to, they don't really want to do a lot of changing. Mm -hmm. It's like it kind of wants to stay the same, you know. And so 
you know, we just like to stay, stay there. And if you taste, if you taste some sort of good something, you want to always do it. And, and your body, I guess, I guess maybe it's some of those like dopamine transmitters and all those kind of different things that are at play. Um, our body likes to feel those things. And so literally, like if you kind of start to threaten that flow, then your body fights, fights that. But, um, you know, I was thinking about something as you were saying that I was thinking about how, you know, we were over, um, some family's house this evening and, um, one of our, um, you know, little nephews or whatever, um, I was I was watching him at some points and um, you know, our kids and like our older kids were playing and and, and um my nephew, my little baby nephew was being held by my brother. And I just kinda noticed as the as the T V was on playing, you know, um the jungle book movie, um, he <laughs> he never really looked at it. He mm-hmm. never did he never did. He never did. I mean, I, I surely did. You know, the kids did. Um, you know, adults did. But he didn't, you know. And um, I think maybe, and I was kind of like, at least in the back of my mind, I was kind of thinking about it. Because I've noticed that with kids before. Like, kids of a certain age, they really not really, they're not very interested or nearly as interested in TV. Like, they're going to get up and go do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, but maybe it's because in that stage in, in their lives, maybe everything is still so much kind of connected within, you know, so like they want to kind of go and have some sort of experience mm-hmm. and want to do something where it's not just like their brain, you know, like just kind of sitting and letting the brain take in information, you know, which is what we do. You know, it's like it even makes you think about how animals, they, ain't, they don't be worried about. I mean, I don't know. I guess some people do have their animals you know looking on screens and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but but still i think for the most part even you know we're we're the main ones who like will actually operate our brains in this kind of disconnected kind of way or whatever just taking in information especially information that actually in a lot of cases is not not useful for anything Mm -mm, it's just inputs right and um and and like you said, we we be wanting to do accomplish these things in life. We do, but then we just we just sab- sabotage ourselves. We we really really kind of work against ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we want to do it, and then we be wondering why it's so hard, you know? Because like, um, um, I don't know. I guess when you mentioned the whole social media fast thing, that really spoke to me because I've been talking about you know fasts in regard to health journeys and whatnot. Because the thing is, like, you really have to like, you really have to gain control of your body. That's really what you have to do. You have to be in charge, because as long as you're not in charge, as long as you kind of have um, these impulses that kind of drive everything that you do, then you're not in charge. And so you can want all kind of stuff, but like your body is going to kind of go back through and do the same loop. It's going to do that same loop. But if you can gain control you know like by starving the desire to get on the internet and stay on there mindlessly for a long time or starving that desire for that craving that you know is making you overweight or you know is actually messing up your body in some sort of other way that's how you break that and you become the one who's actually in charge again 
But if you don't develop that kind of um authority over your own body, it's like you can want whatever you want. You can know that you're supposed to get it, but you're not going to get it because you're not in charge. It's like you're not the one kind of like calling the shots. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like your um your subconscious mind, the habits and all those kind of things that you've kind of built over time are just going to kick right on in. It's almost kind of like you do it without thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that that's a good uh, reminder of the importance of developing good habits yeah. so that you don't have to even think about it anymore. It, it takes work to develop those habits because at mm-hmm. first it's going to be something you have to be intentional about. But mm-hmm. then once you actually become, once it becomes a real habit, a routine that's instilled in you, it won't be as hard. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always interesting. People look at folks and say, oh, see how you do that. That just seemed too hard. And it's like, to them, it's not hard because it became a part of their life. Mm-hmm. And there are things we do that are just a part of our lives that perhaps were hard, like brushing our teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't have any issue brushing my teeth, but our two-year-old does. Mm -hmm. And it's getting better. It used to be that she just didn't get her teeth brushed because it was just too hard. Now I can get a few teeth brushed, and then she want to try to brush them herself after that, which is like, okay, I'm glad these teeth falling out. Because mm-hmm. then, then now it's like things are getting more to where she'll let me brush because I, I can kind of barter, like, let me brush then you can brush. But it's it's a very stressful process that you would forget can be that stressful because mm-hmm. for us it's just like, all right, get up, brush your teeth. You just do it. Mm-hmm. And there's other things like that that are just so ingrained in what we do that we don't think much about it. And so we have to make those good habits, those kind of things that we don't really have to think much about. Mm-hmm. It's good, you know, because I was thinking about, like you said, like us trying to get, the, you know, get our kids to learn how to brush their own teeth or wash their hands or, um, you know, some of the table manner things. You know, of course, like with me, you know, I mean, sometimes admittedly, dad, it makes a big deal, you know, particularly if I had to kind of say the same thing over and over and over again. But I guess I was. <laughs> Mom be like, why do you keep saying the same thing over and over again? <laughs> yeah. In, anyway. <laughs> but the thing I was kind of thinking about is like how painstaking it is to kind of like do that. And, you know, for a little kid, and kids don't have the, you know, they have to develop the habits, you know, themselves. But one thing that kids don't have, I mean, it's hard for them. We see that it is because we're trying to help them to to develop the habits. And it's like it often seems like it's just not working. or It's like it's hard enough to make you want to just be like, man, forget it. They're just going to have to be dirty or they're just going to have to whatever. But like the thing that kids don't have is they don't have the crust that we as adults have with all the different kind of habits that we've built up over time that are bad ones. Right. They don't have all the bad habits that we have, per se. They don't have all that built up. So it's like, I guess the thing I'm saying is, if it's hard for little kids to develop habits or whatever, you know, and they don't have that crust, Mm -hmm. like, we're working against a lot in some cases. You really are. Things are are ingrained. Mm -hmm. And then on on the flip side, it just shows how important it is for us to teach our children good habits. Mm-hmm. from the beginning 
teach them yeah. to have those habits, not just us doing it for them or doing it to them, mm. but teaching them how to adopt those habits. Like, okay, this is what we do. Every day we do this. You just kind of keep walking them through it. And so, mm. you know, we, mm. we have to do that. I know that I know that there's some ways that I can do a lot better job in um, training the children in certain habits and routines. And sometimes you just kind of get in your own little funk. And so it's hard for you to, to teach somebody else. But um, I think, I think it's worthwhile, even if we, I mean, we have to learn how to do it for ourselves, but if we can't do it for ourselves, we can do it for our children to say, okay, I might not find value myself enough to make sure that I eat healthily. But I'm going to make sure my children do because I don't want them to have to fight the same struggles. Mm, now, it shouldn't be curses. like that. Right. It's generational curses. It's Gener- all kinds of things. Right. Generational habits. Yep. Habits. It's like nobody cursed you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's on you. You did it yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. Like um, in that book, in Four Agreements, he was talking about how, you know, we, we treat our children the way we were treated. If we had certain things happen with us, then we're gonna then we're doing it to our children unless we make a conscious change. Like I'm not going to do that. And I think that's another topic we have to do a better job of not passing the the trauma or um you know, whatever you might call it, negative things that we experience onto our children because it just perpetuates that cycle. And um we have to be proactive about like, okay, so what do I want? I think a lot of times we operate by default. And so it's, like, important for us to say, well, what do I want? Not what is the way things are. What do I actually want my life to be like? What do I actually want my habits to be like? How do I want to eat? How do I want to spend my time? And just actively pursuing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making the time every day to kind of really decide what that actually needs to be for us. Mm-hmm. Think about that and going in that direction. Right, right. So I hope there's some food for thought for y'all. It definitely was for me. I need to kind of ponder on these things again. But till the next time, we hope y'all take care. All right, take care. See y'all next time. Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 